Welcome to Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks, the podcast that talks about witches, man witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in just about everything media. We also talk about heroic and just plain awesome animals as our favorite familiars, and we also talk about witches in history. This is one of those times. So my name is Linda, and uh, this week you can call me just Linda. Ooh, mysterious. And I am Jane. <laughs> just Jane. I, I feel like I need a uh, James Bond feel there just now for some reason, but I have Jane. no charisma. Just Jane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are we talking about today? Well, um, I decided um, to take a break from looking up people accused of witchcraft and the horrible things done to them because we may need a pick-me-up, as I'm sure most of you listening know a lot of us are still under stay-at-home orders. And, I appreciate that. Uh, so, and again, if you're listening in the future, there was a really, really horrible uh, disease that was very poorly managed. And that is as much as I'm going to say about that before I get into angry rant. <laughs> but also, welcome to the past. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back and tell us up. to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not that, those kind of witches. <laughs> <laughs> or Doc Brown. <laughs> if you want a nice cup of tea, like, we gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, mm. so I decided to look into a uh, history of witchcraft in Japan. I decided to also Ooh. leave Europe for a bit. So, yeah. Now, today there is a lot of what is referred to as the magical girl anime, which can contain a witch, like Kiki's Delivery Service, um, or they can hold familiarity to a Western portrayal of witches. But today I want to talk about Kitsune, or the fox oh. familiar. Have you heard? I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <But laughs> so... Anyways, uh, the fox itself is very common in Japanese folklore. If you were to visit Japan, you may find what is called an Inari fox. These foxes are portrayed as celestial creatures associated with the Shinto deity Inari Okami, who is the kami of foxes, along with fertility, rice, tea, and sake, and general prosperity. These foxes in our work are usually white and considered the Inari Okami's messengers. In other folklore, the foxes are more seen as the tricksters, or being neither good nor bad, but usually interact um, the most with humans among the fox spirits. These are known as the nogits. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, nogitsune. They are known for transforming into humans. In most folklore, if a human is tormented, tricked, possessed by the kitsune, it is usually a nogitsune. And my Japanese relatives are going to be very mad at me <laughs> at my pronunciation just there. <laughs> and they're all listening. <laughs> Half of them don't even know I exist due to very personal reasons, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, mostly this is for the amusement of the nogitsune. If you ever find yourself needing to expose a kitsune, whether because it is causing you grief or because you suspect a family member is possessed by one, there are a few things you can do. One is to have a dog. Kitsune and dogs do not get along and are very fearful of them. Another is to burn incense because they dislike the smell of incense, which I, I in my head when I was reading about that, I was imagining like somebody burning like a lot of Nong Champa. <laughs> It's like, I don't care much for it either. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's how to get rid of Linda, too. <laughs> so 
same here. I was like, oh, it was like every single goth and emo kid's bedroom would basically right. scare off. <laughs> Back in our days, that's what every single kid <laughs> burned. Totally, totally. And like some of my favorite stores, it's like, oh, Nag Champa or uh, Patchouli. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was just time. walking in. It's like if you were at one of those stores near a mall and you could you could smell it from a distance. Yes. And it was like, and you make this huge loop around it, even though they sold really cool stuff sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, no. Anyways. Yeah, if I smell it now, it takes me back. <laughs> Oh, and anyways, also have a mirror as mirrors will reveal their true form. And my my favorite, which I thought you would like too, because this the reason it's my favorite is because I thought you would enjoy this one, um, is to have Inari Zushi out, which if um, you may have seen this in either uh, Japanese restaurants or sometimes when you go to a small sushi takeout place and they have those little containers. It's basically uh, the fried tofu, that thin layer of fried tofu uh, wrapped around sushi rice and sealed in there. So, oh. yeah, the kitsune cannot resist this and will revert back to their true form. Oh, my. So give them a snack. <laughs> give them a nari sushi and they will turn them back into their true form. Um, <laughs> and that was, um, I just wanted to kind of give a little primer on them. There is some information that I, um, that I was reading where uh, I cannot back it up with any good solid evidence, and I think it was ex- um, exaggerating on what they thought of it. But there are some really good stories, and there were two. One of them is insanely long, and I do want to read it someday, but um, I'll get into that one later a little bit. But the first one, um, which is the first known so- stories of the Kitsune, is called Come and Sleep. Uh, this is from the website Kitsune um, Kumiho Hulijin Fox. So, <clears throat> my storytelling voice now. <laughs> a man from Uno district of Mino province set out on horseback in search of a good wife. In a field, he came across a pretty and responsive girl. He winked at her and asked, Where are you going, miss? I am looking for a good husband, she answered. So he asked, Will you be my wife? And when she agreed, he took her to his house and married her. Before long, she became pregnant and gave birth to a boy. At the same time, their dog also gave birth to a puppy. It being the 15th of the 12th month, this puppy barked constantly at the mistress and seemed fierce and ready to bite. She became so frightened that she asked her husband to beat the dog to death, but he felt sorry for the dog and could not bear to kill it. In the second or third month, when the annual quota of rice, that is the rice due to be sent to the capitalist taxes, was hauled, she went to the place where the female servants were pounding rice in a motor to give them some refreshments. The dog, seeing her, ran after her, barking and almost bit her. Stalled and terrified, she suddenly changed into a wild fox and jumped up on top of the hedge. Having seen this, the man said, Since a child was born between us, I cannot forget you. Please come always and sleep with me. She acted in accordance with her husband's words and came and slept with him. For this reason, she was named Kitsune, meaning come and sleep. Slender and beautiful in her red skirt, she would rustle away from her husband, whereupon he sang of his love for his wife, which is Koi wa Mina. I'm not going to sing, by the way, because <laughs> I do not have a tune. So I'm just going to say it like poetry. <laughs> I was like, don't expect me to sing on this one. Koe wa mina waga he ne ochi nu tama kagiru haroka ni mete inishi koyo e ni, which means 
roughly. Love fills me completely. After a moment of reunion, alas, she is gone. The man named his child Kitsune, which became which became the child's surname, Kitsune no Ate. The child, famous for his enormous strength, could run as fast as birds flies. And that's the story. That's the first one ever recorded. Yay! So, again, and there was another story <laughs> that um, <laughs> sounded really funny, and it's very long. It's longer than what I just read. Um, it also gets really dark, where I was like, oh, no, I cannot read this. This will just depress people. And then when it gets towards the end, it doesn't quite pull an M. Night Shyamalan twist, but it does pull a little twist. It's like, oh, okay, everything's fine now. So I was like, <laughs> let's save this in the back pocket for later. <laughs> and that is Kitsune. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And I know I, I've heard of Kitsune before, but I, I didn't know much. Yeah, it's um, um it's not something that um I was fully introduced to. It's not something that's talked about in any of the family that I know. So mm-hmm. and um well you know my background on my own family history. So it's um it's a mixed bag. <laughs> so that's why I always say some relatives will be mad at me, but at the same time most of them don't know I exist. So Whatever. Well, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but I, I did study a little bit like on, on Kami, but um but well it's not... it's Kitsune. So the K I Kitsu T C T S U and then N E. So Kitsune. Well when I'm talking about the um K A M I with my oh, cat oh. it's Kami. <laughs> Kami. Kami. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the, what the, I thought. the great thing that I always tell people is that mm-hmm. there's no like in English there's a bunch of different ways to pronounce the letter A. In Japan there's one way. <laughs> In Japanese, mm. there's one way of pronouncing little A. It's ah. Don't ever skip that. <laughs> I took like three quarters of Japanese, but it's been so long and it's such a difficult language that like I I've, I think I, I walked out of that class knowing how to say um, I am Godzilla. No, wait, I am Mothra. So <laughs> that's about it. That is a very interesting sentence. And I just know that my pronunciation isn't great. I'm very sensitive to that because I want to try to do right. But I also know that mm-hmm. not having grown up with it, it's a little bit difficult. I probably speak more than my mother does, than my biological mother does. So that's what's kind of where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a beautiful language, but it it's one of those things where like it, at that time in my life, I was not around anybody else who knew how to speak Japanese. Well, so, we did. There wasn't a large um, speaking population that you could probably connect with either. I remember um, the first Japanese instructor I had was actually, um, uh, she immigrated here from China and she actually spoke like three or four different languages. And because my <laughs> high school was so limited in resources, she taught um, Japanese, French, and um, oh God, I want to say Spanish. Like she was a polygon, <laughs> but she never she never taught Chinese. It was like not a in demand thing for our high school, which is weird. But that they basically hired her out to like teach all these different languages. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like, I wish why? that we had it in high school. In high school, we had uh, Spanish, French, and German, and that was it. That seemed to be the standard. I mean, honestly, like when I say my high school, I technically had to go to a second high school just to take Japanese because that's what I wanted to take because my high school canceled it, my original high oh, school. God. So I did. <laughs> Welcome to the American public education system. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't really complain too much because um, I'm kind of a liar because I remember uh, when like shortly after uh, finishing my classes in Japanese, I was working at Safeco Field and uh I think that was the same year or the year after uh, Ichiro 
came over. And so we started having more uh, Japanese fans coming and seeing uh, the games. And one time when I was working there, uh, this Japanese couple who didn't speak much English at all, they were looking for something. I can't remember what it was, but they were looking for something. And I was like, oh my God, this moment has finally come. <laughs> and all you can say, I am Godzilla, I am not yes. Mothra. So you, I was waiting for yes, that. Yes, so No, no, um, I, I can't remember a lick of it now, but um, but back then I, I knew like exactly how to tell them like the directions and I was just so proud of myself and I was like, I knew right then and there that was going to be the the only moment where it would actually come in handy in my life. Well, now you're stuck and, at home and you can download um, Duo and just start learning mm-hmm. again. Actually, my my next uh, language is going to be to uh, take up uh, Spanish again when I have the time. <laughs> I've been saying this for like years, so... <laughs> But um, you, anyway. you don't want to learn. Um, oh, God. What's the language of uh, Game of Thrones? Dothraki? Dothraki. That's the camera. Um, no, um, it's uh, Valerian. I believe it was Valerian. Yeah, they yeah. released it on the app. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Okay. I only know who my I, sister texted me. She's like, we need to learn this. I'm like, are we serious? I'm such a goddamn nerd. I used to have when uh, I worked at a gaming company, I, uh, a different different gaming company i used to uh have the clothes line on my um my signature and my emails it was it was a valerian phrase i think it was all all men must serve and then my uh my good friend who worked there replied to one of my emails with uh all men must die <laughs> so I was like, all right you're you're okay <laughs> But anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm a big fucking nerd. Uh, but actually, I kind of want to learn how to speak Swedish, too. But then that's another one where I know that I, I would be so proud and then I would lose it within like a year. So. Yeah, it's the downside to not being around people who actually speak the language. So, yeah, yeah. But anywho, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing the story. And uh Next, we're going to be joined for um, by a, a friend for a uh, another segment on favorite familiars. Until then, uh, Jane, where can the people find you? Oh, just burying my head in the ground, trying to avoid life in general. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ostrich? Hello, I really want tomorrow. I really want an ostrich right now. <laughs> you and everyone, I think. <laughs> and if you can't tell from my voice, I've been like not feeling so great myself. And uh I've been just sipping on my tea and hoping for uh, a difference here. As soon. far as we know, you don't have it. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah. I've I've just had like um I think it's allergies or something with my sinuses cuz it's usually around this time that my sinuses decide that they hate me and they want to destroy me. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, body. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it needs to rebel every once in a while and now is mm. the time to rebel. Needs to show me who's who's boss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, thank you much, and uh, the people will be hearing from you again next week with a regular full episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hooray. See you later. <laughs>
Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows, myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinemarecall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening. And we're back. I'm still Linda, and today I am joined by an awesome friend. For the first time ever on Bedknobs and Broomflicks, I am joined by Kristen. Kristen, tell us about yourself. Hi, everyone. I am Kristen. I am the host of Coffin Cast, a podcast that talks about such fun topics as death and murder and mayhem and stuff. And all the fun stuff. <laughs> and all that great, happy stuff. All the stuff the kids are talking about these days. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen's going to be telling us all about our favorite familiar for this episode. Who are we talking about today? We are talking about Wojtek the bear. Ooh, yeah. Wojtek's a fun dude. So picture it. Iran, 1942. (laughs) A young Kurdish boy stands in a train station in Hamadan, watching the Polish army arrive en masse after being evacuated from the Soviet Union. Why were they in the Soviet Union? Because it's World War One. No, World War Two. Oh my God! <laughs> I hate myself right now. <laughs> okay, so it's World War Two. Isn't it, Linda? <clears throat> okay. We're not going to talk about why they were being evacuated from the Soviet (laughs) Union. We're just going to say it was the Soviet Union because they were soldiers and they were there. Why do you need to know? Why are you asking? It's none of your business. Yeah. What's to you? (laughs) I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) The boy was not alone as he watched them come in. He was with a bear cub he had just found whose mother had been shot. Hmm. One of the few civilians that traveled along with them was an 18-year-old woman named Irina Bokowitz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sounds she was right. the, the grandniece <laughs> of a very important general in the Polish army named Boleslaw Wainiowa. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm my. I'm looking at this name. Dulogzokowski. Polish. Dulogzokowski. Zawalski. There we go. Fun fact about Boleslaw, he was the president of Poland for a day in 1939. Just throwing that out there. He was named president, and then Poland was invaded rather quickly by the Soviet Union, and he GTFO'd. So (laughs) that's the story of his one-day presidency. Either way. I was president once, you know. Yeah, for a whole day. (laughs) Brother. Either way, Irina was from a very important family, and when she saw the cub, she was smitten. So she nudged a lieutenant 
to buy the cub off the boy. Kind of a Veruca Salt moment. Like, Daddy, I need a bear. (laughs) I want want a bear now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But Irina, to her credit, she did take care of the bear for three months in a Polish refugee camp outside of Tehran. Oh. For reasons I cannot find for the life of me, I looked everywhere to find out why. After those three months, he was donated to um, to what would become the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. So he was donated to a group of guys that load the the artillery. (laughs) As Um, you do. As one does. Um, So Here, you want a bear? Yeah. (laughs) Here, guys. I'm sure you don't have enough on your plate. Take a bear. Why not? (laughs) You know what you need (laughs) with all that artillery. Hey, guys. (laughs) Look what I got in my trunk. You want one? (laughs) Take a bear. (laughs) I'll take one of them. Um, It was when they got him that he finally got his name, Wojtek, which means happy warrior. Oh. Yeah. So Wojtek was, or Wojtek, excuse me, was still a baby when they got him, and he had trouble kind of swallowing solid food, so he mostly drank condensed milk out of a vodka bottle. Oh my god. Again, as one does. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) When he did begin to eat solids, he ate syrups, fruit, honey, and when he was a good bear, he got beer. Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) Gotta love Beer bear. Exactly. (laughs) So growing up amongst these soldiers, it did have its perks. He got coffee in the morning and cigarettes that he would eat. (laughs) They took very good care of this bear. He would eat cigarette butts. God. What were they doing to this poor bear? That was his favorite snack. Oh, good Lord. He would also (laughs) sleep with the soldiers and he probably spooned with them. I don't oh. know if that's the truth, but that's what I like to imagine happened. That there's like this big grizzly bear just spooning <laughs> these soldiers on a car. I want almost nothing more than that right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they would wrestle with him and play fight, and he was trained oh. to actually salute them. Oh my god. Yeah. So he 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 was he was living his best bear life. <laughs> essentially and it wasn't long before news of the bear got around and he became the mascot of the 22nd company so he ended up on their emblems and all that good stuff now he traveled with the company all over the region so palestine egypt syria and he charmed people wherever he went the company actually was going to be sent to the italian front to fight alongside british troops and if we know anything about british troops they're not going to be big on a big bear following them around (laughs) No. So they even had a rule against these mascot animals that some of these companies would take and pets being allowed on their transport boats. So to circumvent this, because the 22nd were not going to give up their bear, they had to figure out a way to keep him kind of with them. So what they did is they made him a private. So he became private oh Wojtek. It's like Sergeant Stubby. But exactly. This is like a Disney movie. I mean, take out yeah. the cigarettes and the beer and it's like, yeah. have it voiced by John C. Riley or something. I don't know. Oh my God. And that would be perfect. <laughs> I bet it will be someday. So he became an official soldier, soldier and was included on the roster. He slept in tents with the other soldiers Sometimes in crates, which I imagine was safer than the spooning situation, but (laughs) you don't stick a bear on an opposing team in a war. So it's like, what did he do to be a private? He had to have a job. Yeah. So 
what they did is they ended up putting him as they would have him carry they trained him to carry crates of ammo so usually oh it would God. take four soldiers at a time to carry these things because they were heavy and put them back in the mm-hmm. back of these trucks but Wojtek learned to mimic the soldiers and he would carry the crates on his own making it kind of a much faster process oh my god yeah so he actually did his job he wasn't just there you know eating cigarette butts and drinking beer he was working (laughs) so doing this earned him the rank of corporal oh my god yeah so he (laughs) he also made it officially onto the 22nd company's official emblem which is now instead of just the bear it's a bear carrying an artillery shell oh my god so yes (laughs) we have to have pictures too for the when we post it don't yeah, worry, listeners, they will be in there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Aww. So once the war was over, Corporal Wojtek retired to Scotland with the rest of his company. The Polish army did end up in Scotland, a lot of them. And he was officially demobilized on November 15th of 1947 and was moved to the Edinburgh Zoo. He was visited often with the Polish soldiers, always paying him homage and tossing cigarette butts in his cage. Because it was his favorite snack. <laughs> so, Wojtek died at the age of 21 in December of 1963. Wow. Yeah, he led quite a life. I'm telling you, this could be a Disney movie. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm all nervous now. What do I say? Sorry. Thank you so much for sharing this story. It's yeah, like absolutely. it's like oh, very very similar to uh, Sergeant Stubby, mm-hmm. but you know Sergeant Stubby didn't eat. It wasn't addicted to tobacco. <laughs> oh God, no. I mean, yeah. The I mean, in oh. in essence, it's it's kind of a, like they're giving him cigarette butts and stuff, and it's kind of bad, but it's like it's kind of cute in a weird way. Yeah, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> have you uh do you know much of like a um a home star runner and yes. strong bed yeah yes. okay well it makes me think of the uh the emblem makes me think of the the bear holding a shark on strong beds one of strong beds things oh my god <laughs> like a bear one holding his, a like, shark oh my god i haven't seen that one i need to see that one is the website <laughs> even still up anymore oh yeah it's still oh, up i'll have to send it <laughs> Yeah, my name is one of the teen girl squad. Kristen, a smart one. Which clearly I'm not, but. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Oh, so thank you so much for sharing that. That was really awesome. Yeah, we love Um, Votech. Votech. I guess this is the time where I say please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bedknobs and Broomflicks on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and all other podcast platforms. Uh, let's see, till the end of this month, April, uh, uh, Podchaser is paying 25 cents to uh, Meals on Wheels for each uh, review and um, for each reply to those reviews. So if you can write us a review, we will definitely reply and we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Everybody wins. And uh, what do you got going on, Kristen? Can you tell what? us about your podcast? Yeah, I have an episode coming out tomorrow. Um, it's actually about the Payne Stewart uh, airplane crash. I don't know if you know too much about that, but it's a pretty no. weird situation. Um, but I don't want to get into too much of it. But it is coming out at midnight 
on Monday. So by the time you re listen to this, it'll already be out. So go ahead and take a listen. And you can find me on Podchaser as well. You know, extra 25 cents if you want to throw in a review for me. That would be great. Um, Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also on Twitter at CoffinCast and on Instagram at CoffinCastPod. And you can find me on Facebook by searching for CoffinCast. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And it's a um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it really is an awesome show, you guys. You really ought to listen to it. It's it's one of my favorite shows to listen to. And um, yeah, there's. There are a lot of duds out there. <laughs> Kristen's is definitely not one of them. Coffeecast is actually really quality. I appreciate that. So are you guys. And oh, thank you. Cage's kiss as well. Just throwing that out there. I've learned so much from your from your show. Like there's so much stuff that I don't need to know. <laughs> I know it's arbitrary information, but but it's it's, it's good for fascinating. Parties. It's like, hey, did you know how? Ross Butte yes. died, or <laughs> there was a guy For that real. got bit by a snake and wrote in his diary exactly oh what my was God, happening to yes. him. He died, you know. That's... I told my husband all about that episode. That's <laughs> my favorite one too. It's, it's, it's just so fascinating. Weird. Yeah, and it kind of made me want to look up that video of um, I think you described briefly a uh, was it a person being eaten by a snake? Oh God, yeah. Um, somebody asked if it was. Because I was talking about it before it happened on Twitter. Somebody goes, mm -hmm. please tell me it's a video of somebody getting eaten by a snake. And I've seen those videos. It's terrible. It's so gross. Oh, God. But it, it's, it sounds like a nightmare. It's it's something to watch. I didn't even know that was possible. So I think like you yeah. just uh, enhanced my nightmares. So Sorry. <laughs> That's my job, though. That's what I do. I am the queen of nightmares it's not called happy cast <laughs> right it's not called life and other glorious things cast it's coffee cast. <laughs> uh yeah you can uh find me on the weekly podcast cage's kiss the nicholas cage podcast and uh jane and i are going to be coming back at you with the book version of good omens next week uh, I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song Compass. Go check out their music and the music from Doug's new band, Oddness. That's O-D-D-N-E-S-S-E. -S -S -E. It's awesome. And until then, what's that got to do with my knob? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody.